friends, it's me, your host, Courtney Gettings, and we have made it to episode six. So thank you so much for joining along this journey and this ride of dominating real estate. If you don't have a cup of coffee or a glass of wine, depending on the day, go ahead and grab yourself something to drink and a pen and paper because we are going to really dive into running a business like you mean it. There's going to be a lot of information your head may spin. I hope I don't lose you along the way, but I'm really excited to kind of dive in and get your mindset right of not just being in real estate because you want to make a few bucks or you hope to sell so many houses or you hope to make a certain dollar. Um, It's actually having a business plan. It's actually looking at your numbers. And I've heard since coming into real estate that hope isn't a strategy. So when you were jumping into real estate full feet ahead and you're doing this full time and you have that savings and that nest egg that's dwindling, you need to really kind of feel comfortable with being uncomfortable. And there's a few ways to really make sure that you're not just having a hobby of real estate, you are actually running a business. So some of the first things that we're gonna talk about is knowing your numbers. Now, I have a few notes, so hang in with me. Um, But knowing your numbers, this is something that I do at the end of every year. So, you know, quarter four, typically we say real estate can be on the quieter side. Doesn't mean business comes to a complete stop, but the beauty is you actually have time to breathe most of the time. And with that being said, you can actually focus on your business versus being in your business. So looking at your numbers, you know, do you know how much money you have to make the following year? When you are in a salaried position, you know that, hey, Courtney, this job is offering X, right? And can that work for you, right? You know that, okay, hey, I'm making X amount and you budget right on that salary. With real estate, the beauty and the scary part is that nothing's guaranteed and you're not guaranteed a salary. So do you actually know how much money you have to make? This is something that I dive into my numbers, set budget, and this is where your pen and paper comes in. So here's a few steps of what I do of figuring out how do I know how much money I have to make for the upcoming year. So the first thing you need to do is take a look at your monthly expenses. You know, what are you paying roughly for groceries, gas money, um, your rent or your mortgage? What are you paying on a monthly basis if you have a car payment, if you have a student loan payment, um, credit cards, do you have kids to support, right? You got to budget those things in. And also budget time for you, not just time, but budget money towards you, right? You deserve to enjoy some of that spending that you are working so hard for. You know, some other things. Do you have a gym membership? Um, I may have mentioned a car, kids, a sitter, um, a cleaning lady. What are your monthly expenses that you need to focus on? Take that number, add all those up, and multiply that monthly number by 12. Essentially, that will give you your annual projection of how much cash you need to pay all of your monthly expenses and feel 
comfortable, right? You're not having to put anything on a credit card. So that is one part of those numbers that you need to figure out. And you don't stop there. Think about what are your goals as far as savings? Do you want to save a certain dollar at the end of the year? Um, you know, when you're in real estate full time, you don't have a 401k. So how are you going to save if retirement's something that's on your radar? How are you going to set yourself up for success someday when you ultimately want to slow down? So think about that. How much money do you want to save and have meaning behind that number, right? Like don't just pull a number out of thin air. Actually think about, okay, what is going to make an impact if I can save X this upcoming year? Other numbers that I focus on is having a a business budget, you are going to have expenses. You're going to have your annual dues. Um, you are going to have, you know, closing um, gift expenses, right? You're going to want to get closing gifts for your clients. Make sure you're budgeting that. If you are focusing on listings, you also need to budget in a marketing expense, right? For professional photos, are you doing drone? photography? Are you doing Matterports? Are you doing, you know, print marketing, social media boosts? You need to make sure that you are thinking of those expenses so that when you do have an expense, you're not thinking, oh my gosh, can I afford this? You're already pre-planning. So set aside a number, maybe based on your year prior, say, okay, hey, how much did I spend last year? And what do I want to budget for this upcoming year? If you're brand new in the business, you may not have a marketing budget yet, and that's okay. Maybe just think, you know, budget a certain number. So again, there's no surprises and you have some buffer. Um, and don't be afraid to budget high so you always have a little bit of cushion. Other things that I know personally that I am focused on including in my overall number is paying down student loans. So there's a certain dollar that I wanna focus on paying off the principal for my student loan. Maybe also paying down credit cards. How much do you wanna pay down in credit card debt? And the last one um, is obviously accounting for taxes. Now, I'm not giving accounting advice. You need to talk to your CPA when you wanna make sure how much should you be saving for taxes. But if I break down the categories of you know, all of the different areas that I focus in, it's probably five or six, maybe even seven. Um, and with that being said, add up all of those numbers. See what your total earnings have to be for the upcoming year. Your taxes, your living expenses, if you want to have anything for savings, your business, do you want to pay down any debt, such like a loan or a credit card? Once you have that big overall number, figure out the percentages for each category. So hopefully I'm not losing you just yet, but for example, your living expense will probably be the highest percentage of that overall number. And the reason you wanna figure out those percentages is because when you get paid a commission check, you need to immediately break up your commission check in those percentages based on the numbers that you have set yourself up for. That way, if you have 100 closings this month and you have zero next month, that's okay because you have already figured out your living expenses and you've already budgeted and accounted for them. And when you get paid, you're going to ultimately put them into a separate account in, um, you know, with your bank. So 
you want to first come up with those different categories of figuring out how much money do I need to make for this upcoming year. Once you do that, I recommend going to your bank, talking with them about opening up. Maybe you don't need one account, right? But you have different categories. We all mostly have a checking and a savings account, but check with your bank to see if you can open up additional accounts so that when you do get paid, you automatically know that percentage of your living expenses, for example, and what that equates to on your overall number so that you can divvy up and immediately take care of saving for those different categories. So that way, when you have your mortgage payment due, you're essentially already set up for success. And at the first of the month, I always pay myself. So that way you're always staying within budget. And if you have a really great month, you should celebrate and celebrate within reason. So you're always making sure that you are in a comfortable position when you are living in a world of commission only. The next thing you want to do is make sure you have some sort of CRM and a pipeline. When I first started, before I had an assistant, my pipeline was all through Microsoft Excel. It doesn't have to be anything fancy. Only has to be an easy tool for you to be able to go back and look at and to keep track of notes. You know, if you're in conversation with someone today that they're not looking to sell or to buy, that's okay. But if they say to you, hey, Courtney, I think I want to move in the next year or two years, I'm going to write myself a note in my CRM, in my Microsoft Excel or my database that I currently have. Um, you know, I'm going to write myself a note about our conversation or maybe it's not even business related, but they mentioned something about their kids or their dog or their cat or their family or their job. What is important to them? And I think sometimes remembering those special things that mean a lot to them go a long way when you are trying to build your business and ultimately build relationship. So keep track of who you're having conversations with. Set goals of having X amount of conversations a day. When I first started in real estate, I was in a coaching program and it was called the Daily 10-4. And if I can remember correctly, um, it was four different categories and it was 10 of each. So it was, you know, having 10 conversations a day with new people, maybe business related, maybe not, but it was ultimately the habit of forming and building relationships. Um, category two was writing 10 handwritten notes. How many of us love getting mail? Actually important mail, not the junk mail and the spam mail, but actually getting something like a card in the mail. I mean, that that goes a long way. So a handwritten note um, would be the second category for the daily 10-4. The third daily 10-4 um, would be viewing 10 houses. And I think that was actually 10 houses a week. Um, but the more you do a day, the better position you will put yourself in. And the last one is adding 10 contacts into your database. And if I'm being completely honest, that by far was the one category that I put to the wayside. I, when I first started, I was focused on having conversations first. It was trying to get ahead of people, to talk to people, to network. And that is the most important because you can send someone an email or you can send them a message, but ultimately having a face-to-face -face and a voice to voice connection is going to go a lot farther, but you do want to make sure you do have an actual pipeline. 
you do have a CRM because ultimately when you are in year two, you're in year three, you're in year four, year 10, you wanna make sure you're keeping track of your past clients because those are the ones that know you and trust you and see you as this professional real estate agent. And you wanna make sure that you are remembering those important dates like their birthday and their house anniversary. So those are things that I am personally working on today and I encourage you to focus on as well. So knowing your numbers, having a pipeline, also have a business plan. Another really big thing when I first started was realizing that this isn't a hobby for me. This is something that I really want and how do I treat it like a true business? With that being said, you have to have a game plan. You have to have a direction that you're gonna go in. It helps with your peace of mind. It helps with your daily routine. Um, And there's a few tools that I really encourage that my current broker, Keller Williams, helps with. One of those business plan tools is called a one, three, five. Write that down, look it up on Google. You probably can find an example. And it's called a one, three, five, because the one stands for you're gonna have one objective. And maybe that goes back to your goal, your annual goal of how much money do you have to make? Not what you wanna make, but how much money do you have to make for the year to feel comfortable without going in debt, um, your one objective. So that can be your annual financial goal. Now, the three stands for what are the three goals you are going to achieve or want to achieve to get that one objective. So for example, if you say you wanna make six figures, that is your objective. Now, be very specific. Don't just say, I wanna make six figures. Have that number, know your number. Have three goals in order to achieve that. You know, I've heard that it's sometimes comparable to sitting in a chair. If you only have one goal to achieve that objective, like, hey, I'm gonna do open houses, that is fabulous. But one goal essentially isn't very stable, right? If you're sitting in a chair, having one leg isn't going to be very stable and secure. So even a second leg, like say you really love cold calling, Again, that is great. You are gonna have a lot more stability if you have two different areas you're gonna focus on, but the best thing you can do is to have three specific goals to order in order to achieve that objective. So the one is your objective, the three are the specific goals, and the five is really narrowing in and zoning in five different ways you can achieve one of those goals. Does that make sense? Definitely Google this if you are feeling a little lost or I'm confusing you at all. But the five essentially just helps you be super specific and zone in on how you're going to accomplish those goals. So for example, if you say, I love open houses, I want to market myself for open houses, I want to meet clients at open houses, that is going to be one of your three goals. Then you need to come up with a specific game plan of how are you going to do open houses? How are you going to give yourself a tangible goal to achieve and be successful with those open houses? Zone in that as much as possible. Be as specific as possible. Make sure you have at least five specific tasks to achieve that goal. And if you have more, even better. But make sure your goals are smart goals. They're realistic, they're tangible. You can measure them because you're always gonna wanna go back to your 135. And I encourage you to put that on your vision board, like we talked about in an earlier episode. Have it in front of you, 
if you're feeling lost or you need a direction, always go back to your 135. The second business plan that I want to talk to you guys about is having a 411. Again, hit the Google search, figure out, um, or go look up rather, the Keller Williams 411. That ultimately is a annual goal. It's essentially backwards. You're gonna have one annual goal, again, going back to your numbers, one annual goal, one monthly goal, what do you want to achieve in that month? And the four is four weeks. And then within those four weeks, you are going to set individual goals for what you want to accomplish each week. These tools give you a direction. They give you just the peace of mind that you know where you're going. And I can guarantee that even if you feel like progress is slow, if you keep up and do these goals and keep plugging along and looking at your overall vision of what you want to do and what you want to accomplish, you will be very successful. Now, the final piece of the puzzle, if you will, that I really want to focus on um, so that you can really focus on growing a business and not just a hobby in real estate is tracking your business, right? You know, who are you talking to today that is actively looking or is actively looking to sell? You know, who are your clients that are under contract? Um, And who have you been able to help sell their property year to date? And who have you helped purchase a property year to date? Really track whether it's again through a formal CRM or whether it's something informal like Microsoft Excel. Really track where you are in each transaction, whether you're truly under contract, whether you're sold, or you're in the conversation phase. But the more you can track where you are with each client, the better you will feel. When I first started, I was sometimes overwhelmed with, okay, how far or how well have I done year to date? And, you know, can I pay my car payment? I've said that a few times and it's true. Um, You know, I always felt better and like I had a bigger peace of mind if I could visually see who am I talking with, what is their budget, what is the estimated takeaway um, from that sale when we close. So not only, you know, have I made X year to date, but being able to see what is in your pipeline, what is possibility, that sometimes will get you through those stressful weeks, maybe even months, especially as you're really getting your feet off the ground. So track where you are in a transaction, you know, once things have closed, we talked about knowing your number. What is the percentage of what you've made year to date compared to your overall number, right? Sometimes that feels really good too. If you have a quieter few weeks or, you know, even just a few days, you know, that will honestly help give your peace of mind. And let's be serious. When you are starting your own business, you have to be your biggest cheerleader and you might even have to walk yourself off the ledge a few times. So I want to end us with a quote uh, by Maya Angelou. I am a huge fan of hers. She always has the best quotes. And the quote um, that really stuck out with me is, nothing will work unless you do. Nothing will work unless you do. So I'm going to leave you guys with that. I really appreciate you hopping on with me again today. You guys are really one step closer to dominating real estate.